Get your e-meter ready. These Therians are off the charts. Fortified Niche. Hey everyone, this is your favorite podcast, uh, Fortified Niche. We talk about uh, small, independent, and similarly non-huge uh, miniature war games. Uh, I am, as always, uh, JC Dent, uh, your host. And this is, uh, as always, and I hope forever, my co-host, Casa. Hello. Get excited for a game that's so nice it's died twice. <laughs> hey... Hey, technically, the game is so nice, the company died twice. Those that aren't uh, terrible old uh, grogs might not guess already, but we this week we're talking about AT43 by Rackham. <laughs> Rackham being a French uh, game company that all the graybeards were made two good games, Confrontation and AD43, and managed to go bankrupt twice. Dust was pretty good. I thought Dust was okay, apart from all the Kickstarter. Uh, uh, well, the, the, I only know dust from two things, being very expensive and ha- having the uh, school girl mercenaries faction, I guess. I guess it was also descendant of Rackham than actually being Rackham. Weird twisted lineage. I mean, hey, if your lineage isn't as twisted as Battletech's, don't write me. <laughs> Yeah, it's not faster. That's crazy. Now, that's something that uh, makes you break out the conspiracy board. Uh, it's a sociogram, actually, and it's completely normal to have one in my room. <laughs> so, AD43 is a, a sci-fi future game. Much like our futures, it's dead. Hey. <laughs> <laughs> it's set in the year 43 after Trauma, which is... Uh, boy, Was is that an anime... Uh, way to count your years but this is a game where you have UNA which is United Nations of AVA fighting Red Bloc which is the Communist Nations of AVA which is the fanciest the fanciest biggest planet of the future human space expansion but it's not the only planet and the UNA and Red Bloc have a problem and that problem isn't that they want to kill each other the problem is Therians who are weird freaky robot people who are coming in to it's 4chan 4chan's invading not not, not even 4chan it's like functioning space anarchy or like uh, the gaff like you know they have the whole consensus where they immediately vote on everything and every one of them votes online yeah they're, they're invading and their goal is to turn every solar system that uh, child, that they can get their hands on into a Terrian heaven, which is basically a big Bitcoin mine or something. I don't know. We're gonna break entropy. Step one, sub entropy. Step two, question mark, question mark, question mark. Step three, heaven. We're gonna mint the universe on the blockchain. We're gonna sell existence as an NFT, and this is how we dodge the end of the universe. Of course. Uh, no strategy game ever exists with only three factions. That is only possible for video games like StarCraft. So uh, aside from the UNA, Red Block, and um, the Therians, they got the game eventually introduced, or fairly certainly easy introduced, the Karmans, which are uh, space gorillas with, how do you call it, streamlined, modern, retro, futuristic flying, uh, flying cars, vehicles. And then the cogs, which are clone species that uh, that presents itself as the apex of evolution, and then also oni, which are 
mercenaries and zombies or zombie mercenaries or zombie mercenary corporation they're like a zaibatsu that likes zombies yeah um, kind of interesting they're kind of like Tsushima for from uh, from another game we haven't reviewed yet uh, Mutant Chronicles great reference but yeah and they even had the sixth uh, army on the way, which I can't even find the references for. And my friend, the expert, I asked about a game called Kriegers. But, oh, the seventh army, yeah. wouldn't it? I guess if only the mercenaries that much. Yep. Uh, seventh, I don't know at this point. But, you know, company managed to go bankrupt twice besides, despite having two good games. Uh, and, well, anyways, another thing that we should mention now before we go into real building. AT43 was special because it was pre-painted, just like uh, X-Wing of these days. All the miniatures came pre-painted. And another fun thing was that basically all army packages, and I don't know if regular infantry packages, came with uh, terrain. Yeah. with some bits of terrain. Uh, they had these wonderful plastic uh, conta- shipping containers, uh, which still get a lot of mileage at my hobby store for in- for playing Infinity. They're re- re- really, really, really super nice. They also have these uh, barriers, barricades and stuff, which are less nice, but still found a lot of use. <laughs> uh, so yeah, so once you were buying stuff, you're also buying terrain to buy it, to play it with. Uh, so that was something so nice it couldn't survive. I never had this game before, like a year ago or something. It is that with the general caravan was people like, I want to play something that's not 40k. Have you tried AT43? And it's like, can they? Is that an option? Like realistically, more so than like any other game is there an option for not playing? Yeah, it's it's at this point it's kind of lost tech even on eBay. You don't really find uh, much stuff. So maybe the people who have it are keeping it close to heart because they were uh, the dedicated veterans back then when it was uh, you know in production and on sale. Maybe there wasn't that much produced. I I I I certainly saw at least the Cog Starter Army box kicking around the. Um, hobby store a few years back and then yeah. somebody bought it i think um i i know the store i will check to see if they have stuff because they've still got rpgs from 25 years ago the 3.5 um glut happily shelf warming so if they've got a box of it if anyone has a box of it it will be them because like you know uh it's a bit too early to, to, to say that but as far as i can say the miniatures are fairly nice they seem uh, okay Having never handled one. <laughs> the fluff is also, I guess, fairly okay or fairly nice because while it's like, you know, the early 2000s and stuff, like predating the resurrection of leftism as an actual thing, the book doesn't go, <laughs> the books, uh, doesn't go out of its way to say that, uh, you know, the red block uh, the, the is wrong and that UNA is actually the good guys actu- actually. It's actually almost the other way. Uh, the other way around. If, if you read the fluff section in the main book, it says that UNA is basically like, "Hey, we're doing a capitalism. We have to oppress some space miners, and then some oppressed space miners uh, form the red block and fight back." Mm. And uh, you do get that uh, that overwrought self propagandic thing when you're reading the red block the red block fluff about itself, but uh, it doesn't get, or uh, maybe I just didn't read it attentively enough, a lot of that, like, oh, we're actually shitheads, we just say that we're good. 
and at the same time it doesn't really like you know cast the entirety of una in the uh, like you know awful people category by which i mean oh the leadership and like the leadership structures are all evil persons but uh, the guys on the ground really believe that they're fighting for freedom and democracy which uh, you know sucks to be them at the same time ferians are awful assholes who are atomizing everything they see in their way but they do have functioning uh, functioning uh, direct democracy on their interwebs uh, so you know who's to say yeah they're kind of interesting it's sort of like they've basically ascended beyond this they've uploaded themselves to the ai and they're sort of like well we can do this to everyone but the problem we have is we're looking at such a you know cosmic time scale that entropy is going to be an issue for us and we need to work out our, we think we know how to reverse it but what we need to do to do that is all the energy in the universe. Yeah. Uh, but and there's also another fun twist with the Tarians, which I'm going to break now, is that they're actually the original humans. They like the Ava isn't Earth, uh, but like you know, the humans ca- came from Earth, and the Earth, Earth, Earthican humans are Tarians, and I guess uh, the UNA and the Red Block and the others are some offshoot of an old uh, colonization program and, and stuff. So, yeah, uh, th- this is uh, this is uh, the universe where you have humans, but the actual humans are Necrons. Yeah, it's it's pretty neat. And even all the soldiers are basically just like background robots for this purpose. There's no Therian on the ground directing people, except for a couple, and they still seem sort of like just promoting into their drone. Fight. <laughs> Most Aryans uh, take to like you know re- remote driving the whole invasion part, and the bots on the ground aren't intelligent or anything. But some guys really get like you know what I I want to stick on the ground. I I I really want to experience fighting. Like come on, let me do it. Let me do it. <laughs> so yeah, that's I guess uh, the uh, base basics of the game. Where we'll mostly be going into red block variants and. Uh, UNA because we mostly look into those and those were the, like you know the, the main basic factions, uh, <laughs> and uh, well, uh, the rules in this game are, I'd say, fairly simple. It's a D6 resolution system and it has a universal resolution. Uh, well, I don't even I don't know if I can even say a chart, mm. which is f- for a test. You have your ability number and your target number. You subtract the target number from the ability number to get some sort of uh, score. And then then that difference determines what uh, dice roll you need. Yeah, so for example, if you're shooting a, a Therian assault column with regular dude with an assault rifle, Therian armor is 6 and your assault rifle penetration is 5. So you... Subtract 6 from 5, that's minus 1. You look at the chart, and uh, minus 1 to plus 1 uh, on the chart means 4 plus. Yep. So you need a 4 plus to penetrate the armor and to kill a big dumb robot. Hmm. And in action, it really goes fast because they've said basically the entire game about this subtraction, looking up the chart thing. And I think... Uh, the, char- the target number changes every two increments or something? Yeah, um, so minus one to plus one is four plus, plus two plus three is three plus, minus two minus three is five plus, plus four or five, minus four or five is twos or sixes, and if you never get like six or better, it's just guaranteed. You just do it. 
<laughs> yeah, it's a, it's a, if if it's a positive six, it's automatic hit. If it's a negative six, it's an automatic uh, failure. And this allows them. This is what allows it eighty forty three to do the echoes on essentially the same rules as infantry because the difference between uh, vehicle armor and infantry guns is usually big enough where infantry guns can't hurt it, which is kind of similar to how bolt action handles it. Everything's on the same safe chart. It's only that regular infantry small arms don't have the punching capacity to punch through tank armor, and you don't have to do the whole uh, separate system like Warhammer used to have, where it's like, okay, now it's time to, to compare strength to the armor value instead of the usual rolling against toughness and armor saves. Yeah, but uh, I mean, so you kind I, of are, but it's sort of obfuscated and streamlined. We only ever roll a hit and then roll a wound, and then if they have cover, cover comes into it, and cover is decided before damage. Yeah, then since cover is very easy in this game if you have cover you roll a, a you save a hit from a five for a five on a five or a six and if you have the special cover order you save it on a three plus so there's really not that much comparing and uh, other stuff doing and uh, <laughs> and the cover saves comes between damage rolls because hey if you made the cover save there's really there's really no reason to do those damage rolls, so mm. it knows where to cut down on rolling. And it also teaches you to love cover more than anything else, because, like, you know, otherwise you're going to get shot really easily, re re real yeah, fast. Don't, don't uh, be in the open. Being in the open is not good. Yeah, not great, not great. And also you can negate cover by just getting close enough to, to shoot mm. them in their face. So... That's that, that the game has a lot of fun stuff going like that, and like you know we've dis we've described the most meaty part for uh, the like you know resolution system. Other than that, it's uh, secret ca secret card based uh, alternating resolution system, where uh, oh, both of you uh, arrange uh, the cards of the units that you have from left to right in the order you want to activate them. Then you roll off. For your initiative, which is a whole nother thing because you roll initiative, you add your highest level officer's authority score, and then you can bid some of your limited leadership points. Uh, but that's that's also not, not just that easy. And then whoever wins can start activating their units uh, first. So you flip over the first card, and it's it's this specific unit, and I'm, I'm activating that guy, then the enemy goes. And this is like a game that came out like ages ago when Warhammer was still like, it's well, Warhammer was and still is the biggest thing on the block, but it said, but it was like, hey, hey, what if the other player wasn't asleep during the opponent's turn? What if the, you didn't move your full army with the enemy having no recourse to yeah fight so this back is december 2006 so that is assault on black reach era i want to say that's like fourth fifth edition 40k maybe really late third um so this is coming out when 40k is kind of getting away from the hero not hero am i sorry um any sort of vestiges from memory of uh rogue traderisms like there's no more virus bombs there's no more like training out slots for things it's just getting to the point where they're thinking about like how this is a game, and this is sort of like wow, this is so much more modern, even yeah. now than what contemporary forty. 
And I'll, I'll honestly say contemporary 40k is a decent game. If you play that, that's fine. If it's your game of choice, it makes sense. Um, Age Sigmar as well. But like, this is just doing all that stuff. Like, it has it has command points. Fucking 16 years ago, before 40k thought of it as an even a consideration to think about. Like, and uses them better than 40k does in 2022. Yeah, in- incredibly so. Um, so the way it works in this game is uh, combat drills. Each game, each unit can spend the leadership points that the leader generates to do things like they can like uh, ride a eject with if they've got a heroic pilot. Um, they can fire at will to increase their accuracy. They can duck so they they can ignore templates, which is really important. They can do Overwatch. They can um, split their fire so you. Rifles can shoot at infantry, and your big rifles can shoot at bigger infantry. Or you can take cover and increase uh, your cover save. I mean, yeah. Uh, sp- split fire is actually uh, like uh, as in the way that Warhammer understands is inbuilt into the game, where you can uh, you can always choose to shoot a different target with your special weapons. So like you shoot your rifles at uh, infantry, which is susceptible to rifle fire, but then you direct your missile launchers at the tanks. But if you spend an LP for uh, split fire, this means you can shoot your rifles, move to a better position, and then shoot your missile launchers. Yeah, which can be clutch, or you open up with your um, auto-hitting things. Yeah, and that's like, yeah, you can shoot your damage 14 gun versus the strength 5 guys and obliterate them. But like, it's, it could be a waste. It could be something else you can shoot instead. Um, yeah. And there are some uh, special it, it, unique ones for different classes. Uh, different cards come with them as well. Like one of the big mechas that Therians get just gets to ignore cover. I'm just going to spend a point and ignore your cover and range. I'm just going to shoot you on a 2+, plus and you can deal with that. <laughs> it's like, what? Yeah, th- this is a, a, ter- a Therian specialty. specialty is that they, they generate a lot more command points, but they also have a lot more ways to spend command points on their special source powers. Yeah, uh, generally... Command points. Generally, leadership points are generated for each unit you have, plus from your main commander dude guy. And uh, yeah, if a unit on doesn't the have coming in that turn, gives you a yeah leadership point. Uh, if you're on an assault mission, if your unit doesn't have a leader because you didn't buy them one or they died, you need one leadership point to activate them. Uh, if they don't, you just uh, if they have a leader, you just use that leadership point for shenanigans. Speaking of shenanigans, you can also alternate your um, organizational structure for the round as well. So, like, you put down your one through twelve potential units or whatever. And you're like, ah, oh, actually, I think I'm going to go twice this turn, or I'm going to like not go this go, and you can I'm going to pass essentially. Or what you thought of was my last unit is actually now my second unit because your tank is moving to the open and I think it's a good time to shoot it. Yeah, yeah. So you can do you can spend LPs on a lot of points, but like you know if your if your army is like dying and stuff and you're losing officers, you might not be able to spend those LP as you'd want them to spend to spend them. So there's a lot of <laughs> modern modern design stuff involved in this. And hey. Uh, unlike in 40k where you blitz your commander and uh, die them on the line of battle you did this in this game you you want to keep your hero around for those uh, sweet 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 LP points as, as well as their uh, uh, funky unit abilities yeah and it also does the um oh almost the Star Wars Legion thing with the troop the leaders because you measure from leader to leader and you kind of yeah. can do the move the leader and Blow everyone else around it because it 
Everyone has to be seen two and a half centimeters. Everyone else. Oh, it's a centimeter game. Love it. Love centimeters. I can measure centimeters in my mind. So good. Yeah. Uh, it is a it is a centimeters game, and uh, you know you switch over in TTS and don't matter, uh, don't care about it too much. Uh, so, we, uh, but if we're going to be referring to ranges in this game, we're going to do it centimeters because fuck you, I'm not converting anything to inches in my mind. Everything's a ten uh, centimeter range band. It's great. Zero to ten is one range band, yeah. and then above that is uh, one penalty. Yeah, simple. It's it's so easy. Yeah, uh, even that, like uh, range bands for shooting uh, guys, also go into in, go slot easily into the universal resolution. Yeah, it's, chart. it's accuracy versus range for shooting. It's accuracy versus defenders combat for close combat. It's penetration minus protection for damage, and it's morale minus eight for morale test, which they yeah. don't care about because they're special snowflakes. Yeah, yeah, uh, other guys do care about morale. Uh, <laughs> So you know you play you, you you play the game stuff works. Uh, when you shoot a vehicle, you randomize which part of the vehicle you hit because you can disable propulsion, you can disable weapons, or you can just wreck the center and explode it immediately. Though most of the vehicles in the game are mechs, not actual cars. There are rules for having actual rocket uh, APCs that fly. Uh, those models were never released. Uh, we don't even have pictures for it. Only I think Oni has actual wheeled vehicles that represented on the table because they had those near 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 modern future uh, wheeled tanks and APCs, think strikers, but futurey. Those guys also made an appearance on my infinity tables. Mm. Um, I, I guess you could say that the uh, vehicle slots damage is kind of similar how to how War Machine does it uh, because like you know it's fun it's fun. If you had to do it anyway, like that way works for me. There's no randomly exploding an enemy vehicle off a lucky shot, which I quite like. Um, some weapons have a sniper tag, so you can pick which part you're shooting at. So you can say, like, oh, I've, I've damaged the propulsion already. I'll just keep shooting it in the legs. And any overflow just goes into the frame, which will kill you eventually. Um, yeah, so my big sniper robot was like, I'm just going to shoot you in the guns, because you haven't got many guns, and more gun damage means more source of damage. And then... It's neat. It's neat. It's just so easy and simple, and it works pretty well. Fortunately for me, the one time he used that sniper power to ignore cover and all everything, he scored uh, four damage, and that was enough to explode the vehicle without even bothering with uh, uh, guns or, uh, <laughs> or propulsion. Uh, the, 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 the vehicles seem a little thin-skinned in this game, but mm. lol, what can you do? They're about as cheap as infantry are. Like, and if you bring a big special snowflake one, there's a lot of options to keep it alive yeah. with all the card actions and abilities it has. Um, and like, if you don't, if you do like vehicles, you can always bring artillery and indirect fire. Indirect fire is terrifying. Yeah, I, I like I like I asked a, a person who played the game back when and has three nearly completed armies at this point. And he said that blasts are was one of the most game-breaking things in it, because uh, blasts when they don't vaporize people, they they knock them over. And if half of your miniatures in a unit are knocked over, the whole unit is knocked over, and you need an LP point to put them back on their feet. And I think they can't really do anything else uh, that activation. So if you can bring a lot of uh, inaccurate blast weapons and stuff and 
if they go or weak blast weapons but as long as they are the blast weapons you can just you know uh put put the enemy down to the ground and then they can't activate and that gives you more time to get in closer and then shoot them with the other weapons or uh, hey if you are going for the huge crawler mech centerpiece like i did in our f first game with the red block dodge yaga <laughs> It can just vaporize half of the squad and then... No, disorganize, which takes two OP to stand back up. And it's like, oh, crap. 10 centimeter pie plate. 10 centimeter radius. That was a huge pie plate. It was a very inaccurate pie plate, but I got really lucky with the... Yeah, your one-shot hit. <laughs> yeah. That... Uh, that I, I fired it once and it hit 100% of the time and mm -hmm. uh, vaporized like six golems in a single shot. Yeah, uh, it didn't feel so, like a negative play experience. It's just like the first time the encounter or two is like, oh, that's bad. I see now why you would um, need to ground it. Yeah, yeah. Uh, another thing why you would need to ground it is that you can technically shoot over intervening models, but practically that means that intervening models get hit before the actual target unit get hit, which is... Um, like, you know, which is, uh, I guess you can shield some indirect fire or something units from the enemy, but also means that you, when you're trying to shoot stuff with direct fire stuff, you're hitting your guys in front of the enemy first. So uh, do not do that. Uh, other than that, uh, I'd say the morale rules, rules are kind of lackluster because mm -hmm. basic infantry starts taking morale tests or something or takes a morale test when it's down to three guys. And at that point those guys are kind of pointless so if they get disorganized or run away you are not losing that much except for maybe the leadership point they provide mm. for uh, elite infantry which is awesome power armor dudes you only take the test when there's only one left because it's free per unit in which case the loss is a bit bigger but still uh, but hey it got so many things right in 2006 you can't really fault it for uh, blundering a little on morale, something that uh, Warhammer 40k can't do in its 35th year of existence as a game. And I think that the morale works for what it wants it to be. It's, um, you know, most squads seem to start at six or seven people, so getting down to three, which is half, seems like a reasonable number. This number needs to change if you take more guys. Like, if you take nine people, getting down to three is a lot of dead guys. Uh, but if you start, you know, Support guys, support squads can only be three models as far as I'm aware. I could find no way to increase my theory and support squads past three. Yeah, support squads are basically three people for for red block, two people for uh, white, star, white star, I think, unless yeah. I messed up. And uh, yeah. With, with fixed unit sizes, going from six to three makes sense as a morale thing, because that's like, oh man, all my buddies are dead. As opposed to, well, there's 10 of us, you have to do some work. <laughs> Yeah, it's it's it, it the units the unit size thing is kind of weird, and I guess we're moving a little to army building because might as well because units units usually start at six, and you can buy and you can then buy more, and uh, you can even buy if you have twelve dudes, you can buy more if you add an officer because each rank of an officer allows you to buy more dudes for the unit. Uh, uh, until you get really silly with like left, left lieutenants or captains or something. But what's interesting about officers is that while they replace a member of the unit, they never seem to really replace gear. 
So like if you have a unit of Krasny Soldati armed with like assault rifles, uh, the master, sergeant, master, sergeant, lieutenant, whatever is going to be armed literally the same. And the only thing different about him will be the stats, the command stats that will bring, which means like command authority for rolling uh, for rolling initiative and uh, leadership point addition and maybe how many dudes you can add to the squad because you now have this guy it works i do want to go back one quick second okay leadership because i think talking about how you win the game is interesting because you have objectives and tactical positions and objectives to stand at 40 uh send it thing of like walk up to a point have the most guys in 10 centimeters of the point you control the point but you also have tactical positions which can give you um, reinforcement points, which you can then use to bring in your um, second half of your army, which is very exciting. Or it could be your um, extra LPs, like the neuro, sorry, nano generators, let's Therians do command point things for one point less, which is the game where most things cost a point. It's a big discount. This game doesn't only come like with symmetric missions, because sure, it does that. Like in the in the rulebook, at least half of the missions are assault defend, where you still have the same amount of points, but defender starts with half of his army on the table, and the assaulter brings like three fourths of yeah. the of her army uh, as the main force, and then you need to capture objectives to accrue points to buy reinforcements, and the points that you accrue are equal to the army building points you spent to, to reinforcement. So if you have a 365 unique waiting in the flanks, you have to uh, collect 365 points by capturing or holding objectives. And controlling and your also, drop points, sorry, which is also really yeah. important. Drop zone points are also fun and important because they allow you to bring in reinforcements and like say in the middle of the table or whatever there are positions instead of like making them footed from the edge of the, tab- of the table. And some stuff like uh, red block uh, heavy infantry don't have the usual limitations for coming in from the drop zone. Hmm. So it's 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 something to think about when you're uh, when you're building an army for uh, the uh, mission. In general, I think it's fun and cool and exciting. Yeah, it's it's also plugs back into army building because yeah, half your platoon may not start on the board and may be waiting for you to capture a drop point to move on to it. Um, and the non-assault part is really interesting. And like, yeah, so it makes me think, so the whole platoon structure is pretty cool. You have like a certain amount of slots and the slots can be certain types. It's like thinking about the Warhammer old um, order battle thing of like, you have your HQs, your elites, your fast attacks, your troops, your heavy support, your special snowflakes. Um, this is like, no, you just have certain platoons depending on the type of army you are. Like Therians have a bunch of self-factions Everyone has a bunch of sub-factions that will change it up. You can bring, like... Yeah, armored. everyone has, like, I think at least three sub-factions which have mm-hmm. their own platoons. So, which have special rules as well. Yeah, which which is, like, there are more reasons to use uh, <laughs> platoons than just being, like, uh, uh, I mean, sub-factions than just having a different uh, table of organization. So... Yeah, platoon, start, platoon building is really, really interesting. You have your one slot that must be filled, Everything is optional, but you've got to fill a platoon before you can build the next platoon along. Yeah. So, like, you know, no no cheating, no saying, I'll, I'll, I'll take the cheapest, uh, cheapest main detachment, like in 40k with an HQ and the two cheapest, cheapest troops do I, that I have. And then I'll add whatever nonsense allies I want uh, for something else. 
Uh, no. Uh, if once you start with the once you start with your army, you have to finish out the whole platoon, and you don't have you don't really have a free reign within the options presented inside the platoon, because uh, for example, the regular template for red block is. Uh, uh, a mandatory assault, a mandatory one star soldiers which means you are most regular of the regular dudes so you have to have at least one unit of those then the second slot is another slot of one star soldiers again anything then the third slot is going to be soldiers all which means you can take anything from the regular uh, the regular gun dudes to bulky power armored lads who are like beasts then you get a a strider slot, which means your mechs. In this case, it's a two-star mech zone, so not not even your smaller mechs, but uh, your like you know medium-range mechs. And the last slot is go wild. You have armored all and soldiers uh, free stars, which means your power armor infantry and any vehicle you have access to up to and including the 700-ish point special, the Dodge Yaga, which is a huge walker that, that fires mortar to obliterate uh, a, unit, uh, a, a unit in a hit. Yeah, it's, it's super interesting way to do it. Um, I, I never really hated the 40k thing of like, here is your organizational structure, but it was never done an interesting way like everyone had the same organization for their armies except for armies like oh i'm not going to bring any fast attack i'm just going to bring more tanks like you haven't spent those fast attack slots you haven't lost anything by doing this yeah Whereas here it feels very much like oh no i've chosen to bring soldiers instead of a uh, miniature walker and that was a deliberate choice that i've had to make either because of points constraints or thematic considerations for the or not automatic, but it's like tactical for the mission ahead. So, so yeah, and like we mentioned, different armies give you different platoons. So if you take the red block frontline sub-sectorial, uh, shout out Infinity players, your uh, your main your uh, mandatory is going to be armored, either one star or three star, which means you're either bringing small mechs or the one huge mech. Your second, your second slot, well, no longer mandatory, is armored, one star, two stars, and then you get uh, uh, three slots of infantry, two of them being two stars, three stars, and one one star, three star, which means this is a very elite army. You can't even bring, uh, you can only bring a single unit of cheap infantry. All of your guys will going to be either power armored or like elite troops. And this is, uh, and uh, this list has its own advantages and disadvantages. In this list, armored vehicles can control objectives. But if you lose all your armored fighting vehicles, you you lose the game. <laughs> so you know it's not like, haha, I brought tanks. So fuck you. Mm. Oh no, the tanks are dead. Run away. <laughs> yep. Uh, yeah, and there's uh, enough flexibility uh, in the platoon structure to make everything really dynamic. Like, yeah. Um, there could be a Thurian army and a Red Bull army that have the same basic things like infantry, 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 then armored, and then armored. But the star value of those infantry points can be completely different. It could be it's like three rank one infantry versus a rank one, two, three. And it's like, well, my army's going to look different from yours. Not just because we're playing different factions, but because our structure is different. Yeah, yeah. 
And like, and you know, one infantry in one army isn't infantry in another army. Like, for example, Casa might bring a lot of golems, but my 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 one-star infantry is really cheap. I can bring a few of those or quite a few of those. And then, depending on the points left, I can just waltz in with a Dutch Yaga, which which can uh, like you know take take out two thirds of a three hundred plus uh, infantry unit with one lucky shot if it hits. The the thing with red block is that they have. Uh, worse accuracy than the other human factions, and uh, but Casa, having played Ferians, he was like, "Huh, your guys are re re really weak." And I said, "Like, why are your numbers so low? Base. Get these numbers up." <laughs> yeah, and I'm saying like, "No, no, no. They, they, these are the regular human stats. You're the mm. one with the freaky robots." Copyright. So yeah, uh, I've uh, I've long I've long ago started appreciating having limitations and what you can bring to the field in the army we love chain of command by which says like no 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 this is your standard platoon you can't do shit with that unless yeah. the un unless you roll the dice well before the battle or the enemy brings us a platoon that's vastly more more uh impressive than your baseline i like it in lord of the rings battle companies how it's like a kill. It's like a kill team Necromunda game, but you can't bring anything you want. They say like, no, 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 no. This is what the starting Haradrim list looks like, and if you want something else, well, hope the dice treat you well in the campaign run. Keep uh, what so you I think that, yeah, I, I, I think the more you, the more you can strain this stuff, and the more purposeful you are with what you give people, the more interesting options get, and it lessons though it can't fully prevent power gaming because like hey if you can't just spam a single unit or something uh, if you can't choose really nearly whatever you want uh th that's great yeah and like um obviously there are better options sometimes in games to through or just like a good option and yeah. a bad option but if that's i'm sure it's the case in this game like we talked about artillery being like a negative play experience where you wouldn't try being hit by it but like Kind of meta around that, just sort of like soft, soft decorations with your friends, or even like FAQ it out. Um, well, uh, it's one of those. I mean, it's a dead game, so like you know, well, whatever you do, you're probably playing with people who are friendly, and you can talk about them. And one of the things you can talk about them is not playing Carmen or at least one Carmen sectorial against the Oni, because. Uh, the thing that uh, that Carmen army, I was told, does, it can spend uh, leadership points to negate your leadership spend. And the thing without Oni is that they're huge clone bros, so they can't take cover, but they can spend uh, uh, leadership points to, to engage power shields and take uh, the good improved 3 plus cover anywhere. So imagine you are uh, marching up your clones. You say, "Oh, I'm going to spend a leadership point to give them uh, to give them cover," and then the monkey player goes like, "No, you don't." And so your guys are stuck in the middle of the field, uh, patiently waiting for the monkeys to shoot them off the board. Uh, so that was one of those broken options. The guy also said that they mapped it out that the UNA subsectorial military industrial complex. It's possible to make an unbreakable ve unbreakable vehicle list because the benefit of that list is that vehicles can self-repair or repair others. So mm -hmm. you take the huge fire crawler, you take a few smaller mechs to accompany it and fix it on the way, and it becomes nigh-on nigh unkillable, I guess. But they said they never practically tried it. They only mapped it out. Yeah, that sounds like a... Um, well, technically, you can do this, and there's nothing in the rules so that we can't do this, but also, you wouldn't do this 
because it's funny once, and then no one plays against you if you bring that list again. <laughs> I, I did notice the, one of the only lists is this, like, we can't be overwatched. You just can't overwatch us at all, which is very, very infuriating setting. Yeah, because Overwatch is big in this game, especially in in Assault Defense, when you're a defender, you don't really have anything to shoot on turn one, especially if you start as the first one, because all the Assault units have to come in on the table. Mm. And uh, bring it, bringing it, so putting units on Overwatch is basically the one thing you can do on your turn. Overwatch isn't free, by the way. You have to pay leadership points and you have to have activated the unit. So, yeah, look, it's, but again, this is a game from 2006, which has Overwatch in Bolt and it isn't free. So, like, you know, th- this is some advanced game game building for the dark, uh, for that dark, dark era of yeah. miniature gaming. It's, it's, it's one of those things of like, wow, this game is surprisingly modern in a lot of ways. And you think about yeah. it, you're like, what what happened? Why did why did this diversion offshoot become a cul-de-sac? Like, yeah, how are we well, not all playing AT forty three third edition or X edition? Yeah, now? why 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 aren't we saying uh, the why aren't we saying? Huh, this looks like it was ripped off from AT forty three when uh, encountering like three games per three games per year. You know, like yeah. So it's another AT forty three clone. Like I mean, well, I, I at one point, I, I, at one point uh, this year, I played Warmaster, and I was like, "Hey, wait a minute! This Warhammer Fantasy game feels a lot like what Cold War Commander felt." And this yeah. is like, so you can see, see, so you can see where the DNA of a Warhammer Fantasy game in a in a Cold War game eventually. Uh, but uh, this cross pollination from like eighteen forty three wasn't. Uh, what wasn't what isn't as prominent in the stuff we experienced uh so yeah it's int- it's interesting uh one thing we didn't mention i mean casa alluded to it is that for shooting you you do the sidelines normally from dude to dude but range is measured from leader to leader hmm. so it's simplified you don't have to measure from from a from a dude to a dude which cuts down on the measuring and stuff and guns have and, different range bands natively to a unit yeah. which is neat so yeah uh so so that's good that's guy that's nice and back to army building uh basically all of your units immediately start with a ranged weapon and uh I mean, not a ranged weapon, but I mean with a special weapon. So, mm. if you're ta- if you're taking like the cri- the basic Krasny Soldati for, uh, for 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 the red block, they already have a machine gun or a flamethrower. I don't know, and you can pay po- pay points to to change yeah. it, or rather, the way the game presents it's basically buy a unit of Krasny Soldati that has a different weapon. I guess it's like a, I guess I'd say it's almost like in. Infinity, where you don't change weapons, you buy different profiles. And yeah, and it's like it looks like if you maxed out a squad size, you could add more special weapons, but you couldn't buy more yeah. special weapons until the squad was like at its cap. And then you can add specialists to the to the squad, uh, by which I mean it replaces infantry units. And I don't think they cost anything, so you're always free to grab them as as long as you have. And the like, yeah, ideas. why would you bring a medic or a mechanic? Or combat engineer, or civil engineers, because civil engineers know how to build mod fields, but they won't shoot. <laughs> like what the fuck? Yeah, yeah, those guys are like, oh, <laughs> well, I'm here to, uh, well, I'm here to build mines and do nothing else. Well, buddy, uh, I can't, I can't hold that firearm. Now help me dig this trench full of explosives. 
why can't I hold all these minds? Uh, it's, 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 it's interesting stuff how this game is like, you know, we all know that you want uh, special weapons and uh, exploding stuff. There's no reason to pretend that you don't want and to give you units that, like, you know, are basic. They don't have them. Though the weird thing is that you have to buy grenades and unit leaders separately. Yeah, but unit leaders are, are pretty cheap and it's not much of a tax to yeah. bring them. You can also get, like, not every army uses unit leaders. Like, I noticed Therians had relays instead to make the activation one LP, well, one, one point less to activate without a leader. So they became free to activate their relay units. Um, yeah. I like that. I bet small legion sort of DNA of like you organizing your cards and having a sort of deck of cards and playing them and putting them out. Oh man, oh man, Good old games. Yeah, this game is just so super neat, super neat, super super neat. Yeah, it's like like we said, there's a lot of stuff to like, and uh, there's a lot of stuff to like in the rules. And if only we had uh, second edition or something. <laughs> You should but tell me like, about you know, the things you like around one thing you don't like, and then cap it off with another thing you like. Nah, 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 nah. <laughs> That's uh, a lot lower down the uh, our our table of podcast organization. At this point, we're talking about excuse to buy miniatures, and which there is case, none. Uh, I mean, the, the excuses, you have excuses to buy miniatures because the miniatures come pre-painted and they're fairly nice. I mean, looking at the pictures, the models for Red Block and all that are cool and the UNA are, are, are cool. Like you'd have, if, if you're one of the guys who are listening to us, you're probably playing a lot of setting agnostic games or like something that uh, Nordic Weasel that produced that doesn't have its own miniature line. And for future space humans, these guys are fairly good and fairly nice. Good luck finding them, though. Yeah, that's that's my main fault. Like, someone going to say, like, yeah, they're pre-painted and come cheap. But, you know, you won't find them. They're not for sale anymore. Yeah. They're on eBay sometimes. Yeah, I mean, they, they, there's some pretty sexy, there's some pretty sexy units there. Uh, the uh, UNA power armor is beautiful. The the red block walkers are okay. <laughs> uh, the Tarians, the Tarians are space weirdos, space weird space robots, skeletons, but not exactly skeletons. They look especially good in art. Uh, the Carmans, are, the Carmans are cool. It, even though you have, you'll find a harder time trying to use uh, space Buddhist space gorillas somewhere else, and you know the cog and all, all that would be nice to f to buy them if you could find them, but it's not easy. And uh, if you were going to play the game actually by yourself, well. <sighs> you can technically use infinity miniatures for it, but buying infinity miniatures for a mass, mass combat game is uh, not entirely on the Bro, smartest you pay things out thing there. to do. Yeah, yeah, like it's not entirely the smartest things to do, but like, hey, you can... Uh, you can go, 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 go you can uh, get around to uh, look for stuff. I'm sure you can... Uh, There's always dust minis. You can find those going cheap in eBay some days. Yeah, you can you can go to dust for walkers, or you, if if you're really crazy, you can go to conflict for walkers, even though they will be a lot less modern. Uh, you can go to wargame at line thing to get uh, Raum Jaeger for UNA infantry, I guess. Uh, and you can also go to three D printing for your own stuff. But like, 
those miniatures are at this point uh, lost tech, and uh, you can't you can't really you can't really uh, easily get your hands on them. I mean, yeah, that's unless. Unless you have a hobby store that keeps a lot of ancient stuff uh, around. Uh, so, you know, poke, 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 poke around there, see if you can find stuff. Yeah, I'm going to quickly have a look. It's, there's stuff going. If you want to buy a pre-owned Rackham AT43 Oni Heavy Tank, Battle Tank, number one, the Mint, it's $170.19 Australian. It's $40 postage from the USA, so, you know. Oh, wow, USA Gargal and non-binary pal listeners, there's your pickup. That yeah, looks pretty cool. I, it does look pretty cool. Yeah, well, I, I was looking on eBay and checking for red block miniatures, and there was basically nothing on sale except except for a Dodge Yaga, the huge big walker, which was asking big huge money for for it. Mm-hmm. So, like you know, it's OOP in the uh, in the worst ways. Um, yeah, and that's basically when I played that game. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, what, uh, going back to the thing that uh, Casa mentioned before, the uh, compliment sandwich. And since I'm the one leading the game, I'm going to start. And I'm going to say that I like the universal resolution table. I'm sure they call it some other way, but... At first you go like, oh no, this is a table. Is this going to be like the uh, Warhammer ballistics table and stuff? And no, it's a lot easier. It's very gentle. It's basically the only thing you use in the game. And when you don't use it, it's usually just something up. Like, for example, some missiles, uh, some guided missiles just have a free up hit or something. Mm -hmm. So... uh, so when your math is there's really no no different math just it says like what you need to roll it's it's fun i good uh, it's fun it's good i i like it 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 deals with range issues and like uh you know making shoot making making shooting making getting closer to shoot people desirable in a shockingly easy manner i'm shocked at this point actually so, 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 so yeah, it's yeah. it's a good Universal idea. Resolution is great. Yeah, I mean, uh, when we're talking about Carnaval, it basically almost has that. It's just mm-hmm. that the table, it's that the table results. I mean, the actual things that happen are different, but the dice rolls and stuff are almost always yeah. like the same. It's it's it's, a, it's another system that says like, hey, we have this one resolution mechanic and by god we're sticking to it and uh we've already said many nice things about carnival before so we can say some of the nice things about 8043 so uh casa you're a nice thing definitely wasn't gonna be that one um eh. i i like that it's comparatively a low model count game um squads can seem to get pretty big but they cap out at about 10 to 12 models and you'll only need probably i don't know i'd say low model count you need five squads of twelve guys, but you don't need. You won't have an all infantry army for the most part. That would seem, unless you were just queue into that. And like sixty different soldiers is going to be an easy speed paint, and they're all like in an army wearing like uniforms. So yeah, it's like, it, and you can just skew by and have like a squad of six. Just have four squads of six guys. That's that's twenty four dudes. That's an easy afternoon. Just like blasting it out. Way what's your favorite YouTube channel or a sitcom? 
Yeah. Uh, <laughs> when it's a, when this game says platoon, it basically means a platoon sized thing. So yeah. I appreciate that. Um, the scale of it is really. It feels like you've got to. I don't like. Doubling back a bit, it's not it's a low model count game. It's that the number of models you're bringing to an army feels like an actual attachment size, and it's a sensible yeah. amount of them as well. Like you don't just bring like twenty five imperial guardsmen and then nine Lehman Russes. Like, well, it's it's according to the order of battle, it's fine. It's like, but no. <laughs> Yeah, uh, the pl- the platoon limitations or the platoon chart on the platoon table uh, gives very similitude to the proceedings and stuff. So, like, if you have one ve- one vehicle and the- and it's just infantry, it says like, oh, okay, so I have a basic infantry platoon with the supporting supporting armor or power armor or whatever. So that's that that that's cool. Yeah, and just what platoons are all diverse amongst armies in the same army. It's nice. It's neat. Yeah. Uh, for the thing I don't like, well, I could say that I don't like it that the game is dead, but that would be a cheap one, a cheap shot. Ah. I'm going to say that I'm going to say that my least favorite thing is, I guess, that morale feels basically Wait, just there. I know that uh, I, I, I know I know Casa wouldn't select this one because he usually is uh, less up in arms than I am about morale rules in games, and I'm like, and sympathetic like, deaths make games better. I'm just going to say. What? <laughs> Sympathetic deaths make games better. I'm just going to say it. I'm going to go to the Antipodian continent <laughs> and, uh, and I'm going to stick a drop here on you. Uh, like, <laughs> ever since I encountered the idea that you don't have to kill a unit to defeat it uh, back in the Universal Assault uh, game uh, ages ago, which one, which is funny enough, based uh, on the on a Soviet sci-fi book, I was like, "Damn, this is amazing! I don't have to red alert shoot everyone that I can just shoot enough of them that they don't feel like fighting anymore." I was like, "Wow." Anyways, and since then I was uh, amused by this subject. Uh, not amused anymore by this idea, and I think more games should allow you to not fight to the death and to the last man, and uh, that's why I'm, that's my complaint for eighty forty three. What about uh, you? Oh, it's dead. That's a big thing against it. Um, that's a new coming. Um, yeah, that's basically yeah. Um, I don't have to confuse on the cards. Also, the cards in the units is kind of terrible. It's gray on gray. Like on dark gray, it's kind of hard to read and it's not very effective. Hire better graphic designers. That's a good advice for everyone for all occasions. Uh, hire good, better graphic designers and pay them adequate money. Pay them good money. For my second good point, uh, I'm going. Pro- I'm probably going to mention the fluff. Weirdly enough, I think I'd probably be more invested in the happenings in this universe than I am in Infinity, my number one best game of all time. Uh, wait, it's not space. Wait, it's, 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 Infinity has fluff. What? No, um, right. it's lore. Oh, it's a, <laughs> well, Infinity, Infi- Infinity Lord uh, has the same issue as your friend telling you about things that happened in their RPG game. Is that it's really invested investing for people who were in that RPG game? But we weren't the guys invited in the uh, like you know whatever. Yeah. Gorbs Dungeons and Dragons or whatever Corvus Belly ran before transforming that universe into a tabletop game so I always find it hard to yeah, give it's a like shit. someone telling you about your dreams you just don't care no one cares about yeah. your dreams 
Yeah, and like you know, uh, I'd pr I, 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 it's the 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 lore is kind of interesting, and uh, yeah. I, I like that. Yeah, the variant twist is neat. Yeah. The, the way they go about writing that lore, translated from French and all that, it's kind of cringy and kind of lame, but, eh, well, you know, it's 2006. Yeah, that's my hard R's that I saw, so. <laughs> hey, it's got that mm. above um, Punk Apocalyptic. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah. Um, so, your good thing. Finish that sandwich. <laughs> the, um, just the whole compact drills and stuff, this works really well, because you don't have to spend points to do it, but. And it was kind of the encouragement, like, well, every unit wants to take a knee, every unit wants to do an overwatch, every unit wants to go to ground or take cover. You can't always do that. There's an interesting yeah. choice for units. Do they do that? Are they going to, like, run forward and then try to overwatch? Are they going to, like, move, shoot, and then split fire in an effective way? Or shoot, then move, then shoot? Which is also really interesting. Like, eh, it's just interesting options to give and they're all universal and the, car the characters have special ones the special ones are all kind of neat still kind of the same like some you generally get to like heal yourself or do something funky with your shooting um, like ah oh, yes i am doing a niche to the ground but also i'm doing something slightly different they keep the universality really consistent which may also be because of playing it thanks to the order of gamers website and all of their rewriting <laughs> Yeah, Order of, Order of Games is the one website where you go for your uh, all the PDF materials you want for AD43. <laughs> we were also helped by getting an ancient army builder off of my friend who found it surprisingly fast for something I asked for him out of the blue and he was like, in five, he, he was like no problems, five minutes. Uh, I was like, you. damn boy. Open our community tools 3.9.1. <laughs> yeah, that, that, that helped us a lot. The game's good, and if you have nothing to add, uh, uh, Senor Casa, would you play AT43? Oh man, I would have played the hell out of this in like 2010. I did I did buy the best tactics, and thought that was also really neat at the time too. But um, seeing what this was, and thinking about what it could have been, um, yeah, I would have played it. Well, in a technical sense, I would have played it back then. I definitely wouldn't have had any money for that back then. I wasn't even 18 at that point. I, I think I'm going to say that I would still play it today and maybe even collect it because like, you know, there's only, you only need to collect so many miniatures and I think the miniatures are cool and I don't have to paint them. And I, and I, and I immensely enjoy the idea of not having to paint miniatures. Sure. And if I wanted, I could just go, you know, add special touches to like sergeants and whatever mm. and stuff. Go play so a game with your real life friend and report back. I'm, I'm, I just might. My friend offered why? me You're because scared. he has. You're scared. A... No way, I'm scared. Me, I'm the bravest man alive. <laughs> I, 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 I'll do it. I'll do it, and I'll post pictures. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. See who laughs then. Uh, <laughs> so yeah, I'd, I'd both play it and uh, collect it if I could. I, I can't. But I would. So yeah, I guess it was AT43 for you. A good game by a company that was so great it managed to go bankrupt twice. Will, will we going to do confrontation next? Will we ever find out what happened to the confrontation revival kickstarters and stuffing? Nobody knows. But at this point, it, it seems fairly obvious that I'll have to put dust tactics or dust whatever on the list because some some of us seem to be some some of us seem to have secretly enjoyed the game way back when. Who <laughs> would enjoy something? Yeah, gross. Yeah, enjoying enjoying stuff, cringe, chuggy, possibly possibly even uh, uh, abusive grooming, uh, <laughs> and uh, 
Yeah, so that's what that was 83. A little game that could, but the company couldn't. Um, mm. Once again, games can only be failed. They will never fail of themselves. So it's upon you listeners to revive this for us. Yeah, yeah. Uh, otherwise, if you're a Rackham person and you you hold the license to 8043 universe and would like to make quick 20 euros, uh, you know where to find me. Mm. <laughs> So, uh, this has been Fortified Niche. Uh, it was me, your host, JC Dent, and I was uh, uh, joined by Casa. Hi, it's fun. What a cool game. Yeah, and we'll return in two weeks uh, with another game, who, which we also hope will be cool, because despite me always complaining uh, uh, about things, I actually like it when games are good. <laughs> <laughs> so... See you all, kids, next time. Bye. Bye.